Well, praise the Lord. This is Pastor Jerry once again bringing you the Word of God. Always an honor. Always a privilege to be able to uh, connect with you and have you connect with us, praise God. It's such a privilege to bring the Word of God, and I'm so glad that uh, you're with us, praise God. Once again, we're going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 11, and verse 3 again is our key verse. We've been talking about the simplicity of Christ and really talking about just the basic principles, the simple principles, doctrines, things like that, that just uh, the enemy tries to get in there and somehow confuse or complicate and so we've been just kind of doing that from week to week, looking, looking at some different things. Let's look at the verse. Verse 3, please. It says, But I fear, lest somehow, as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Now, of course, uh, you know, he's talking to the Corinthian church. They're having some issues, and he's trying to, you know, uh, you know basically get on them about, you know, don't, don't, uh, don't let something else slide in there and mess things up here. You know, the enemy's trying to deceive, now manipulate. And he ba basically brings up pretty clear that the same way that the enemy did it with Eve in the garden is the same way he works on you and me every day. And so let's define a few words like we've done every week. The word deceived here, so he talks about that uh, he deceived Eve, the enemy deceived Eve. It means to seduce wholly or as a whole, okay, to seduce wholly, uh, to be beguiled, and it refers to being attracted with bait and to be manipulated, okay? So to be attracted with bait and then manipulated, and that's exactly what happened to Eve, okay? And she took it hook, line, and sinker. I think I've said that just about every week. Um, but that's really what happened, okay? He just kind of uh, manipulated, and pretty soon she's, she's yielding to it. The word here, it says, by his craftiness, which is kind of key, uh, it means trickery. It means uh, cunning subtility, which really refers to deceptive reasoning or hair splitting. Deceptive reasoning or hair splitting, and that's really how he hooked Eve, okay? A little bit of manipulative um, you know, a little bit of, you know, just little reasoning, hair splitting about some things and said, you know, he kind of just kind of, you know, kind of just gradually, uh, you know, kind of seduced her and pulled her in and pretty soon she took the bait. And so that's exactly how the enemy still works on you and me. Now it says here uh, in this verse, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity. Now, your mind's here, and I thought it was, it's always worthy of bringing out because this word mind here means perception or disposition, okay? Deception, or pardon me, perception or disposition or posture, purpose, things like that. Uh, some of the synonyms might be like resolve or decidiveness, okay? In other words, it's what determines how you're going to make decisions, your perception. So the enemy tries to get off, get you off on your perception, okay? Now, last week we talked about, you know, setting your mind. So we kind of brought out the little difference of what it's talking there about actual your intellect and all that, setting your attention, your, your intellect on this, and, you know, your, your uh, meditating on this, versus this word here is just talking about your overall perception, okay? Or maybe we could say a mindset, okay? Might be another way of saying it. But the bottom line is, if we can get the mindset off, we can get the perception off, now your decision-making is going to be flawed. It's, it's going to have holes in it. It's, going to, it's not going to be right, okay? And that's what we're trying to bring out here, okay? So lest your minds be corrupted. And that word just simply, some of the uh, synonyms of that is spoiled, uh, defiled, ruined, tainted, polluted. So that's some key words, tainted, polluted, blemished, okay? And the bottom line is, is what the enemy's trying to do is complicate 
the simplicity that's in Christ. Somehow taint it, pollute it, you know, get you off of it. Just somehow twist it just enough to make your decision-making off, okay? And that's how he works, okay? It's real, real subtle, but at the same time, that's, that's the manipulation. That's the uh, deceptive reasoning, okay? The hair-splitting. That's what he does, and he sucks you under, and that's kind of how it works. And the word simplicity, let's go ahead and define it. It means uh, singleness. And in the sense of um, singleness, in the sense of kind of being focused on something, not, not being kind of all over the map, thinking uh, it's more kind of focused. It's what it's talking about. It's talking about singleness, okay? So singleness, it also uses words like sincerity in the sense of no pretending, no facade, that kind of thing. And then also the word liberality in the sense of all in or fully vested or fully invested. Okay, that's, so uh, liberal, liberality, in other words, I'm pouring myself all the way into this. That's what that word there means. So when you're talking about simplicity, that's what we're dealing with here, okay? Just everything that's just simple. It's not complicated. Um, we, di- we didn't say that uh, uh, things sometimes wouldn't be maybe hard. Uh, in other words, not easy but it's always simple, okay? The things of God are, you know, relatively simple, okay? Just the basic things are simple. We talked about uh, over the last several weeks, I don't know how many weeks we've been doing this now, maybe four or five weeks, something like that, and uh, we talked about how good God is, okay? You just don't want to get off the simplicity of that. Uh, Don't lose sight that God's always good, okay? And the devil's always bad, okay? If you get off that, pretty soon, you know, we have all these question marks. I have found that the majority of our questions get answered if you just kind of settle it on a couple things like this. You know, God's good. Devil's bad. So when something's going on that you don't like, understand that somehow or another the enemy's behind it, and it's not God trying to uh, mess with you, okay? And that's, that eliminates a lot of those question marks. In that same uh, uh, uh uh, actually, same service, I think, when I was talking about how God, good God is, I also brought out the fact that nothing's impossible with God. So God's always able to turn something around, bring a breakthrough. God knows a thousand and one ways to turn that thing around and make it right. Nothing's impossible. Nothing's too hard for God. We kind of brought that out. And then we also talked about uh, that his promises are yes and amen. All of his promises in him are yes and amen. In other words, you know, uh, when you start looking at how good God is, you know, understand that God's able, and God isn't going to, you know, he's not going to not do something for you that he did for somebody else. I mean, God is going to, you know, do for you as he said he's going to do. And you've got to always maintain the simplicity of that. <clears throat> Otherwise, you've you're got all these question marks. You're up and down. You're in and out. And the enemy, you know, now, you know, basically uses uh, your head as a punching bag, so to speak, and, you know, gets in there through all this manipulation and starts messing with your day. And so that was just a simple thing. God's always good, all right? Another thing we talked about is, uh, you know, never run from God. You always run to Him. No matter what's happened, always make movement toward God, all right? Always look to God as your source, okay? You'll find that, that a lot of the... Uh, the ups and downs in the area of you know mistakes made, shame, guilt, condemnation, those kind of things, uh, sometimes you know uh, can hang you up. But if you always know that, hey, I can always move toward God. God's always good again, right? And I'm always going to make movement toward God. I'm not going to let the fear of of the unknown, the fear of what's ahead, nor the mistakes of the past, be things that somehow knock me off of my uh, my uh, uh, quest for God. 
all right, my uh, seeking uh, uh, God, I'm going to always be making movement toward God in that sense. We talked about always having an ear to hear, the simplicity of just hearing and obeying. He's made your ear to hear, all right? And just like Jesus said, I don't say anything unless I hear the Father say it, okay? I don't do anything unless I see the Father do it. He, he, in other words, I obey every time the, uh, God leads, okay? And so we just talked about the importance of positioning yourself to always hear and then just follow it. And it's always simple things, hallelujah, it's always simple things that, that God leads. And you'll find the majority of the time it's just basic, simple instructions. And if you just keep following that, praise God, uh, all of a sudden you'll, you'll see that all the other stuff gets in line and in order, praise God. So, praise the Lord. Uh, last week, or the last two weeks, I think it was, we talked about moving forward and in the sense of always just taking one foot in front of the other. No matter what your day holds, no matter what's going on, just keep moving forward. We talked about the importance of that. And then I think it was last week, actually, we talked about setting your mind, what it means to just set your mind on things above, okay? To not let yourself, uh, um, you know, uh, get caught up and give your attention to everything else. Just basic, the basic, simple truth of what you set your mind on determines a direction. In fact, one of the phrases we said, you know, attention determines direction. Okay, always remember that. Where you give your attention determines the direction you're going to go. And we kind of took a little time on all that. Now, today I want to talk about associations, okay, uh, those that we associate with, those that we hang out with, and those that we fellowship with, those that uh, maybe we listen to or watch on a regular basis. And the reason I thought it was worthy to bring this out, because I kind of feel like this is something that kind of spins off of some of the things we talked about last week, okay, that your attention determines direction. Well, the same thing about associations, okay. Associations, okay, determine, uh, you know, an outcome, okay. Who you associate with determines, uh, you know, how things are going to, you know, finish out for you, okay. It always, uh, you know, equals a destination. In other words, association equals destination, how you're going to end up. And uh, we're going to talk about that today, all right. So with that said, Romans 1, please, Romans 1. Probably took a little longer on my review than normal. But uh, anyway, Romans 1, praise the Lord. All right, let's see here. Romans 1, <clears throat> and I'm going to go to uh, verse, verse 8, read a few verses in here. It just says this, uh, verse 8, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all, that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. Now, of course, he's talking to the Roman, uh, the church at Rome here. Okay, so he's talking about how, you know, their life is an example to others. He goes on to say, For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers, making request if by some means now at last I may find a way here we go, in the will of God to come to you, for I long to see you, that I may, here we go, impart to you some spiritual gift so that you may be established. Praise God. Hallelujah. So I want to impart to you <clears throat> some spiritual gift that I, or pardon me, that you may be established. Let's define a few things here. I think first I'll define that word established. That word there just means uh, confirmed, uh, to be set, strengthened. It really refers to uh, to turn one in a certain direction in a more resolute way. 
So to turn one in a certain direction resolutely, okay? In other words, you're, you're here to help turn them in a the right direction. That's what he's talking about. So I want to impart to you some spiritual gift that I might help you become confirmed, settled, okay? So you're heading in the right direction, all right? So let's define now the word uh, impart, because it's probably the key word for today, this word impart. And it means uh, the word impart or impartation, we're going to see here in a minute, is, is made up of two different words. It's metadidomy, okay, is, is the actual word together, metadidomy, which is made up of the word meta and then didomi, okay, which the word meta means to transfer something. It uh, means to transfer by an association. Uh, the word didomi means to give or to modify or to shape by a connection, okay? So he's saying, I want to transfer through our association. Okay, let me define association. That might help here. The word association means frequently in the company of. Frequently in the company of. To be connected or joined with someone, to keep company with someone. But I, I want to bring it out, though. It, it brings out frequently in the company of. We're not talking about just some casual connection with somebody or you just shook a hand with somebody and said, hi, my name's, you know, whatever. And, and we're not talking about that. We're talking about somebody that or something, someone that you're connecting with on a consistent basis. Some of you are letting feed into you, whether it be through a physical contact, okay, face-to-face -face kind of thing, or whether we're talking about watching something, listening to something. Stuff you do on a, on a consistent, frequent basis is what we're talking about. So keep that in mind, okay? So it's, it's, it's actually key, okay? So impartation or to be to impart some spiritual gift he says here and this word here is just talking about uh, of, of spiritual substance okay it's a word that means uh, breath of air a current uh, movement of air wind okay uh, refers to uh, you know a way of thinking a way of being, okay, and of course we're talking about a spiritual gift so we're talking about something of higher realm okay of the God realm all right but we're talking about uh, you know in a sense, um, when, you, when you hear the word spirit, uh, you know, one of its definitions is breath, okay? And just like the Spirit of God breathed in to Adam the breath of life, and as we have studied through many, many of our teachings, talked about that God every day wants to breathe into you just like he breathed into Adam that first time. God wants this to be a daily thing that happens. Now, the reason I just kind of mentioned that is that we a lot of times can look at the Spirit of God and see it, see it as a breath, something that's, that's empowering or breathing into bringing life into the individual, the hearer, okay, of whoever God's communicating with. But we have to also see that each <clears throat> spirit being, each one of us is a spirit being, and that we too have a level of influence, okay, that when we breathe, Okay, and I'm not just talking about just the breathing in of oxygen and breathing in and out of oxygen. I'm talking about literally a sense of bringing ourselves and what's within us onto another human being, which the bottom line is every spirit being has within it the ability to influence, the ability to breathe on another, to influence another, to impact another, to imprint or impart something into another. That's why you've been made the salt. You've been made the light. Uh, you've been made the difference maker, okay? So you have the ability to impart, to bring 
changed to somehow, what was that word? Uh, part of it meant it mean to uh, shape or modify, to transfer something to shape or modify by an association. Amen. So, uh, you know, to uh, help somebody uh, turn in the right direction. Amen. As it talked about, his, I'm here to establish uh, this people. How am I going to do it? Well, by turning them through an impartation of higher substance, spiritual substance, to help them get on the right road. Now, that's the good side of this. The thing is, we have to understand that there's also a negative side of this. Okay, that some, some influences aren't about trying to get you on the right road. Some influences are trying to get you on the wrong road. And really, remember, this whole series is about not letting the enemy somehow knock you off course of the simplicity that's in Christ. And so here it is, a, a, a simple thing that, uh, you know, uh, there's a thing called impartation through associations. Okay, association determines or equals destination. Okay, so who you allow to con frequently or to continually influence you determines a direction you're going to go and where you're going to end up. Okay, not just direction, but also where you're going to end up. Okay, so to me, the simplicity of this is just the fact that you always have to guard who you're allowing uh, to influence you, uh, you know, to, uh, you know, Make sure you have the right associations, appropriate associations, okay? Make sure that those that feed into you are those, you know, trying to, you know, put you on the right road, all right? And you have to guard who you are allowing to breathe into you from day to day, all right? Who influences you, imparts into you, uh, you know, to, uh, you know, an impartation, okay? To help, you know, what, like I said, it's there to imprint to shape, to change, okay? That's what happens when impartation comes. So we have to make sure that those that are doing that or those in our lives are those, amen, like Paul, you know, putting spiritual substance into your life and not some carnal, earthly, worldly stuff that somehow is going to put you on the wrong road. And so anyway, this is what we're going to deal with today. In fact, another reference on this is uh, first, uh, first Thessalonians, please. First Thessalonians. And that's where uh, we'll just kind of again and spin off of this. First Thessalonians chapter 2, please. And I'm going to read uh, verses 7 and 8 <clears throat> just to kind of, it kind of gives you an idea with the text here, or the context, I should say. Uh, verse 7 says, But we were gentle among you, just as a nursing mother cherishes her own children. This is again Paul talking to the church at Thessalonica. Verse 8, he said, so affectionately longing for you, okay, uh, we were well pleased, here we go, to impart, okay, to impart to you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives because you had become dear to us. So again, we're seeing Paul talking about impartation, okay, but I wanted to read this text, okay, it's the same, you know, this word imparts defined the same way. Uh, again, to, uh, to transfer, shape, or modify by an association or by a connection. And again, we're talking about a, uh, you know, a frequent associations, you know, consistent associations. But he says here, not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives. And so I want to bring out the importance of what we're talking about here, that we're not just talking about a gospel message, okay? Yes, when we preach the word of God, 
it ought to be, amen, that word goes out, praise God, and it ought to bring change, it ought to bring life, amen, to the hearer, and we can go verse after verse after verse on that. So we're not making light of the fact that, you know, the gospel message should uh, somehow impart life to the hearer, <clears throat> but Paul's bringing out, I'm not just talking about my preaching to you. I'm not just talking about the gospel message. I'm also imparting what's in me, is what he's saying. Our own life, okay, what makes us who we are it, when I spend time with you is being imparted into you, okay, is imparted. There's that spiritual substance that's in me. What makes me who I am is being imparted into you when I spend time with you. It's no different if, uh, you know, you're consistently watching or listening uh, by, you know, podcasts or watching, you know, by Internet or, or Roku or whatever it is you're watching or listening by. Uh, every time you do that, see what it is, there's a piece of me, not only the, the gospel message that I'm preaching, but also a piece of me, in a sense, is also being imparted into you. Who, what makes me who I am becomes imparted in you. Now, I'm just showing you the value uh, of understanding that, because what happens, see, is if we, we think a lot of times, well, I just hang out with these people, or I just listen to this stuff all the time, and it's no big deal. It's just a, you know, it's just something I like to watch, or something I like to listen, or something I like to, or a person I like to hang with all the time. And you have to understand that, see, if it's on a frequent basis, there's a piece of that individual that gets in you, and you have to understand, and have to have to somehow have the, or maybe somehow put the question mark before you. Uh, is this individual uh, that I hang with on a consistent basis, is their life what I really want imparted into my life? Is what I listen to or watch, is that, that individual or individuals or whatever it is, is that really what I want in me? Okay, so some, somewhere you've got you to gotta, you gotta have the understanding of what's being said here, okay? That impartation is not just about a message, Okay, but also the individual. Okay, and I think you know this is where you know this thing where he says that uh, you know when God breathed you know into Adam the breath of life, and then we go you know into the next chapter there in Genesis, and he starts talking about how God was you know wanted to walk with them in the cool of the day. All of that defines as you break it down is God breathing into them on a day to day basis. Okay, it wasn't just things he said, but it was the, the walking with him, amen, the, you know, the, the fellowship in the sense of being with him, amen, was a big part of that, where God was always then breathing into them on a day-to-day -day basis, amen, just by spending time with them, amen, communing with them. Yes, there were principles that were spoke, there were, you know, things that were said, Amen. But it was the, the walking with him. It was the communing with him. It was the fellowship with him. Amen. That made a difference, praise God. And it's no different today. Okay, us walking with God, us walking with, with godly people, around people that, that, that speak into our lives, that we hang with, that somehow or another there's a piece of them that gets put into us. Or on a negative side. And this is kind of why we're talking about, uh, you know, choosing who you associate with. Amen. Being aware of the power of impartation. All right. Being aware of it. All right. So he's talking about here, not just the message. Amen. But also our own lives. OK, so with that said, let's just, you know, real quick, I'll just bring out Paul brought out to uh, 
um, to the church at Galatians. I'm just going to kind of maybe speed this up a little bit. Uh, Galatians 3 and 1, Paul said this to, to the church at Galatians. He says, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you uh, that you should not obey the truth? Now, what he's saying to them is this. Somebody else got in here. He said, I've been, been speaking into you, and I've been spending time with you, and there was a part of me that was, you know, that was helping you get on the right road. Now, all of a sudden, somebody else has got into the mix here. And somebody now has, in a sense, bewitched you, somehow deceived you into getting on the wrong road now. And that's what he's talking about. That's, when, you, when you hear that, that's what he's dealing with. He's saying, listen, somebody else now has got in the mix here and somehow, you know, somehow getting you steered off course, okay, of what you should be on, you know, the roadway you should be on. And so that's what he's talking about. Paul also says to the church at Corinth uh, in, chapter, in uh, Corinthians 1, okay, uh, chapter 11, okay, so 1 Corinthians 11, uh, verse 1, he says, imitate me as I also imitate Christ. And that just literally means to follow or to accompany, okay, but again, it's talking about association. So he says, you know, follow me as I follow Christ. You know, as I follow Christ, he's, he's influencing me. He's imparting into me, and I'm saying if you will follow me as I follow him, then pretty soon what it is, see, is you're now getting on the right road, and, and ultimately, you yourself being influenced uh, by Christ, amen, by the Lord himself, amen. But I'm just trying to show you both sides of this, where Paul brings out, okay, in Scripture, okay, that you could be negatively influenced, or you can be positively influenced, all right? Anyway, just something to keep in mind, praise God. Uh, somebody said uh, uh, long, long ago that the associations um, uh, will equal destination, but they also said this, associations can turn us to the right or turn us to the left. They can turn us to the right in the right direction or they can turn us to the wrong direction. Some have also said that associations are like uh, the buttons on an elevator. You know, they either take you up or they take you down, okay? These are just, you know, little statements that people have made, you know. Uh, you know, associations determine your future, you know. Uh, who, you know, one, one gentleman said it this way. He says, uh, you show me your friends, and I'll show you your future. I'll show you where you're headed, you know, just by you showing me who you, who you hang with on a frequent basis. And so these are just little statements that get made, but the principle's there, see. That's why, you know, whether we're talking about... Um, you know, the, the gospel itself, or we're talking about out there, you know, depending on what we're dealing with, business, whatever it is, okay, it could be, uh, you know, it's a principle. You know, who you let feed into you determines the direction you're going to go in that, all right, whether we're talking uh, serving God or, or, or business or whatever it is, okay. It's just, a, it's just a simple principle that who you fellowship with, who you connect with, who you let feed into you, who you let speak into you is imparting into you. And it de determines your destination. It determines where you're going. Okay, anyway, enough said about that. Let's now jump uh, into, uh, let's go to Proverbs, all right? So Proverbs, praise the Lord. I'm going to go to Proverbs um, chapter 13, please. Proverbs 13. And I'll probably look at a couple verses here in Proverbs. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Proverbs 13, please. Proverbs 13, and we're going to go to uh, verse 20, please. Proverbs 13, verse 20. 
It says, he who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. Now, let's define some of this, okay, because what we're finding out here is associations can either add to you or subtract from you, okay, can help it shape your life good or shape your life bad. The word companion here, um, in fact, now let's back up. The word walk here is just talking about being conversant with, so talking about some of you're spending time with here. And then it's talking about a wise man will be wise, talking about, and that's in the area of success or being successful, okay. But the companion of fools will be destroyed. So the word companion, again, is the word association, okay, okay, who you connect with, who, you're free, who you frequent the company of. <clears throat> anyway, uh, the companion of fools will be destroyed, okay. The word destroyed here means to... Um, uh, means broken or means to suffer evil or to suffer injury, uh, to be diminished, hindered. Okay, there's a lot. When you look up this word, it's, it's got a lot of bad. It's just a lot of ugly words here. But it means to be de- uh, deviated off course, okay? So if you're going to be a companion of a fool instead of a wise individual, somehow you're going to be driven off course. Amen. So, uh, again, show me your friends, right? Show me your friends, and I'll show you your future. Show me your friends, and I'll show you where you're headed, all right? And that's just the facts, okay? That's what he's bringing out here. Also, if you back up a chapter, in chapter 12, please, all right? In verse 26, it says this, The righteous should choose his friends carefully, for the way of the wicked leads them astray. So again, saying the same thing, but let's look at it. Let's define these words. The word friend here is, of course, talking about an association, okay? So companion. But it brings it a little deeper here, okay, this particular word, friend, also refers to uh, a, a love, the love of her, their life or a lover, okay, so it could even be someone that they've, uh, you know, come real tight with, you know, tight relations with, okay, uh, a chosen alliance, connection, affiliation, but it could be like marriage, it could be anything, okay, you just have to understand that even different relationships, even, you know, intimate relationships, okay, is what he's talking about, you got to be cautious, you know, who you're going to connect with, okay, which, you know, makes sense, right? Even in the area of marriage, I mean, make sure you're going to marry, marry someone, praise God, that's, you know, that's on the same page, right, in a sense. You know, uh, Paul talked about not being unequally yoked, okay? Could be a verse you could kind of put in here, you know. Uh, there's a reason for that, okay? It's not just the fact that you all want to think the same. It's just, it just comes down to the fact that if, if it's a wrong influence, well, then ultimately it's going to affect your walk. Ultimately, it's going to steer you wrong instead of putting you on the right track. And so you just, there are just things to think about, okay? But he says uh, the righteous should choose his friends carefully for the way of the wicked leads them astray. So let's define that. The word way here just refers to a roadway, a course of life, a manner of action. Okay, it refers to a manner of living or even manner of thinking, okay? That's kind of a, so the way, so he says here, that the way of the wicked, okay, the word wicked uh, means one that is actively in and out, up and down, but it refers to somebody that's unstable morally, unstable morally, uh, guilty of wrongdoing, but more, more in and out, okay? It's not just somebody that, that is, you know, always um, uh, evil, but it talks about somebody that's just up and down. They're just not real consistent. They're, 
they're in, they're out. Sometimes they're doing good, sometimes they're not. Uh, a lot of times when I read this word wicked, uh, I refer to uh, like uh, the word is referred to like wicker furniture, okay? Furniture that's weaved, okay? You have, it's all weaved, okay? Well, it's in, it's out, it's in, it's out, it's in, it's out. So when, you're, when you hear the word wicked, a lot of times that's what it's referring to. It could even be a person that knows God. But they're just up and down. They're in and out. They're not consistent. Okay? And that's, it's so vital to understand that. you got to know that because just because somebody says they know God doesn't mean that they're living for God. Okay? And, and we all know people like that. And again, we're not being critical. We're not trying to be judgmental. It's just you have to understand that if that's somebody you're affiliated with all the time, if that's somebody you're associating with all the time, then you have to understand that that in and out, up and down is also going to affect your life. It's what's going to determine where you're headed, all right? It could literally get you off the right road onto the wrong road, even as a child of God. And so it's just things you got to keep in mind, all right? Just a simple truth about that. So it says here, the way of the wicked then leads them astray. The word lead here is a word that means just to seduce, to deceive, um, to cause to err, to make to stagger, uh, to cause to wander off. The way. So again, maybe another way of just saying deviated off course, okay? So somehow you're going to be, as it says here, led astray, led off course, okay, is what it refers to, all right? Uh, another statement one time was made that associations uh, create doorways that lead either to success or defeat. And I thought just another way of looking at it, okay? Uh, it's like every individual you hang with and talk with or listen to or watch all the time. Uh, can be like a doorway, okay, that's leading you down a, you know, through, uh, you know, a roadway of success or defeat, okay? Just another way of looking at it, okay? Just another statement there. Another statement I heard years ago was that when you're writing your life story, uh, guard who holds the pen, okay? So when you're, when you're you know, determining where your life's going to go and how you're going to, you know, you know, the direction you're headed, be cautious who holds that pen, okay? Because, that determines how things are going to end up for you, all right? Again, just another statement, just another little thing, uh, just different ways of looking at this, okay, about guarding your associations, about making sure you have right or appropriate associations, praise God. Amen. Okay, let's, since we're in the Old Covenant, let's, let's go to Psalms. Psalms 1, please. Psalms 1. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Psalms 1, and just says this. Blessed is the man, I'm in verse 1, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, or the way, or the word of God, or the ways of God. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Now, of course, the individual, okay, that he's talking about here is the blessed man that guards where he walks, where he stands, and where he sits, okay? So we have to kind of go back up to verse 1 and look at that. See, he's putting, what he's saying is that he guards where he walks, where he stands, where he sits, and he keeps putting the word or the ways or the things of God before him on a consistent basis, and as a result of it, praise God, amen, he produces, he's fruitful, he ends up where he needs to be, 
He's successful. That's all that, that verse 3 brings out, okay? But verse 1 again, let's look at this, okay? Because it kind of defines this. Who walks, in other words, the blessed man is one who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, okay? Now, the word uh, counsel of the ungodly talks about advice or suggestions or the plans, but this word ungodly, again, means morally unstable, which actually is a real similar word to the word we were talking about earlier about wicked, okay? It's kind of talking about the same thing. So it isn't necessarily saying that they're uh, without God. It just says they are morally unstable, okay? So they're acting ungodly, okay? They're not acting like, uh, you know, uh, the people of God should act, okay? So somewhere they're up, they're down, they're in, they're out again. But he's saying here, uh, you got to guard, uh, you know, taking the counsel from somebody who's that way, okay? Kind of saying the same thing we said earlier. So who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. You have to understand there's like, in a sense, to maybe just simplify it, there's two voices, okay? There's two ways, there's two counsels, okay? Or counselors, we could say. Okay, so... You know, you just have to determine which counsel you're going to take, which plan are you going to follow, uh, whose words you're going to listen to, okay? Uh, you know, whose voice you're going to give heed to, okay? And you have to understand that if somebody's up and down all the time, okay, then maybe that's not somebody you need to be taking your counsel from every day, all right? And uh, then it says, so, nor, nor walks, or pardon me, who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands, there we go, nor stands in the path of sinners, let's define that. Okay, the path of sinners means a course of uh, a course of living or manner of thinking, and it, it refers to of a constant guilty offender. So this person here, where it says sinner, is talking about somebody that's more consistent in doing wrong. Okay, so it's definitely somebody that's a constant guilty offender. Okay, and so that could be the world. Uh, chances are, it's probably somebody in the world. Okay, it's probably not really talking about somebody that maybe knows God here, per se. This is probably somebody of the world. I'm just saying. So anyway, sometimes you just have, in other words, there's a path of the sinner, and he says you, you don't want to be standing in that pathway. Okay, you don't want to be drawn from them. You don't want them influencing you. Okay, so you've got to guard where you walk, where you stand. Then it says, nor sits. So in other words, you've got to also watch where you sit in the seat of the scornful. Now, you know, maybe you're kind of getting it here, but, you know, you got to just, where you walk, where you stand, where you sit, that just pretty much includes, okay, your whole day. Okay, you got to, you know, watch who's feeding India, all right? This word here, uh, the seed of the scornful, I thought was very worthy of, of bringing this out, okay? It refers to, um, to sit and hear the mocker, okay? So it's talking about, when it's talking about scornful, it's talking about a mocker or somebody that's disrespectful, uh, a false interpreter or sarcastic interpreter, okay? But the idea is it's not just talking about somebody's trying to be funny in the sense. It's talking about those that are literally being dishonorable about what you stand for, what you stand with, okay? They're going to sit here. They're going to mock what you believe, okay, what you stand for. You may be, uh, you know, listening to someone, and you're, you're, you're growing and learning and gleaning and, and maturing and coming, moving forward in God, and all of a sudden this person here always mocks what you're hearing, mocks the, 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 maybe the people you're listening to, mocks God even, whatever. That's what we're talking about. So this is saying you don't want to give heed to that kind of mess, okay? You don't want to sit there and just take that, all right? Because ultimately, little pieces of that get into you. See, there is impartation happening, okay? You may say, well, I don't agree with him, but I like hanging out with him. 
Okay, I don't agree with him, but he, they're fun to be around or some kind of thing. A lot of times I've heard statements like that, but it's, it's inevitable, okay, that a piece of them, if, it's, if you hang with them on a frequent basis, on a consistent basis, it's inevitable what's in them gets in you. Pretty soon that same thing that's on them is now on you. And you have to understand that's just that's how this works, okay? That's why the enemy, this is that, that seductive, uh, that, 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 that manipulative thing that the enemy does to get you off just the simplicity of the fact that, you know, I'm going to hear from heaven and move forward in God. I'm going to listen to those that, that, you know, take me that direction. And all of a sudden, he kind of slithers in there trying to manipulate through different things. And, and what it's doing is just trying to get you off the, off the path you're on, get you on a different path. And that's how he does it. That's, I'm talking about the enemy. That's how the enemy does that. All right. Anyway, enough said about that. Uh, a couple more uh, uh, statements here that I've, you know, over the years, just things you hear. Uh, but associations will either empower you or deprive you of your destiny. Okay, just another statement, all right? Uh, also, um, I thought this was good. Negative associations are like a vacuum that literally suck uh, the life out of your dreams, okay? So negative associations are like a vacuum that suck the life out of your dreams. Now, you know, you can think of different, you know, associations in the word, okay? Uh, Samson uh, hung out with Delilah. Well, that wasn't a good association, so it didn't end good. Uh, Abraham, even though uh, he Lot was his family member, but Lot wasn't a good, a good, a good association. Okay, and it affected uh, some things about Abraham's life. And even later, we see in Lot's life with him and his family how they were negatively affected by associations in Sodom. Okay, and that affected uh, affected them. Uh, some uh, negative uh, affiliations or associations, sometimes that people overlook sometimes, uh, even the, the, when the 12 spies went in to spy out the land, Joshua and Caleb, so two of the 12, uh, you know, stayed connected to Moses and what Moses, uh, you know, being led by God, stayed connected. But the other 10 became negative associations, became negative, okay, uh, there was a negative impartation that came out of them that literally affected the rest of the children of God and messed up uh, what God was trying to do. And we're talking about 10 of the 12 were uh, uh, negative associations, okay? And here they were leaders. And see, that's, that's the thing you have to, have to be aware of, okay? These were leaders, so they were people that you should be able to follow, right? Because they're leaders, but not every leader is a positive influence. And, I mean, we're talking just even now the Word of God. Now, there's a lot of uh, great relationships you see in the Word of God. Uh, we got like, uh, you know, Moses and Joshua. Okay, Joshua was, you know, sat under Moses. That was a positive influence. Uh, we have like Elijah and Elisha. Okay, Elisha was, a, was positively influenced by Elijah. We have, you know, uh, Paul and Timothy and many others that Timothy hung with. But, but Paul was a great influence for Timothy. Okay, helped him along in his ministry. Praise God. How about, uh, I always think about like Daniel and uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh, they, they all affiliated and associated with one another. They had connections and they were a positive influence with each other. Okay, so there's definitely some positive in, uh, relationships we see in the Word, but there's also some negative ones. And we have to understand that there, that's just kind of how it is. There's negative 
influences and there's positive influences. And you have to just guard which ones you're going to let feed into you. Last uh, uh, reference today, I'm going to go back to the New Covenant in the Gospel of John, please. Gospel of John, chapter 8, please. And we'll close with this. John 8, praise the Lord. John 8, and let's see here. Verse 10, and actually what we have in context is um, the scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman before Jesus who was caught in the act of adultery. And, uh, of course, they're trying to really uh, trip up Jesus, trick Jesus. They're trying to, you know, they had this whole manipulative thing they were trying to do to get G- catch Jesus in, in a wrong, just trying to mess with him. And, of course, you know, Jesus, through a course of actions, you know, basically got them all to recognize their own error, and one by one, they all left. Well, Jesus now is standing there. And, of course, there's other people standing there listening and watching. But this woman now is, is, is basically on her all fours in, in, in front of Jesus, okay, because she's been, you know, she's been, um, you know, really embarrassed and uh, belittled, okay. And here she is, you know. And Jesus addresses her in verse 10. I'm just kind of jumping to that. Verse 10 says, when Jesus, uh, John 8, 10, when Jesus had raised himself up, and saw no one but the woman. He said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? And she said, No, Lord, uh, no one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. But he said this, Go and sin no more. In other words, you know, go, go be different now. Don't, don't have, do what you've been doing. So you're going to have to change some things, go in a different direction here. But then he says this, okay. Jesus spoke to them again, of course, all the other people standing around. He said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Now, all he's talking about is influence. Okay, if you define this, okay, the word darkness is talking about dimness or obscurity. Okay, but it means vagueness and uncertainty about what's ahead. That word darkness. The word light that you see in this reference, okay, a couple times mentioned here, means to, to shine on in order to make things manifest or to reveal something, or even uses the word revelation. In other words, re- the revealing of something, bringing something out into the light, uncovering something so you can see it. Now, the bottom line, what I'm trying to bring out is Jesus is talking again about, about you know, association. He says, listen, if you associate with me, if you let me impart into you, you're going to come into the light. Things are going to be evident. Things are going to be seen. You're going to be able to see where you're head, where you where you want to go. And that's really what he told this woman. He said, "Listen, don't don't go back to where you was. Don't go back hanging out where you was. Go and and and, and sin no more. Go go in a different direction. All right." And he's saying, "Listen, if you follow me, okay, you're going to now walk in the light. You're going to now be able to see what's ahead. If you keep doing what you've been doing, and really telling all these people, okay, that if you." If you choose not to follow me, you're going to continue to walk in the dark. In other words, you're not going to know where you're headed. And I love that definition of dark, okay, because it says obscurity in the sense of vagueness and uncertainty about what's ahead. So the bottom line is if, you, if you're not going to follow Jesus, then there's a good chance that you're going to be uncertain or vague, come on, about what's ahead. Whereas if you follow Jesus... You're going to, it's going to be more clear. Amen, I like this. More clear, there's going to be more clarity, maybe a good word there, more clarity about what's ahead for you. You're going to get on the right road. The lights come on. Amen? And all of it's talking about is just another way of saying, you know, 
the power of influence, okay? Just another way to say, you know, uh, you know, choose Jesus as one that you associate with. Amen. He's the appropriate, the appropriate association. He's the right association. Amen. So the more you hang out with him, the more, amen, things are going to come uh, clear before you. The more things become, amen, come into a place where you can see where you're going. Drives out all the uncertainty, drives out all the vagueness, praise God, makes things clear, praise God. Hallelujah. Associations can bring clarity or bring confusion in our lives. You choose who you're going to hang with. Who we hang with, I love this, another statement here, who we hang with or hang around will determine what we'll hang around. Just another way of looking at it. Who we hang around will determine what we'll hang around, okay? And again, we're talking about not just, not just face-to-face contact with everybody, but sometimes what we're listening to, what we're watching, you have to take all of that in consideration, praise God. Praise God. Well, child of God, I hope you got something today. Praise the Lord. Again, we're so glad that you're listening in and connecting with us. Father, I just give you praise and glory for this people again, that they had an ear to hear, a heart to receive, and again, opening the eyes of our understanding, that we can walk in your truths, your ways, praise God. And in a sense, as we've been talking, hallelujah, praise God, that we're not going to, you know, be uh, caught up in things that drive us off the simplicity of, Uh, that's in Christ. And for that, we give you the praise. We give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Child of God, I call you blessed. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash WOVictory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.